0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. We've got lots to cover tonight. We're going to be talking about online dating and all of the uh, fabrication that goes with online dating. uh, And also some of the things you, you shouldn't do. Uh, In terms of online dating, whether you've met the person or not, going to be talking about the things that are getting in the way of women's lives, especially given the fact that there has been so much sexual assault and sexual abuse that has come out of um, America recently. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more to expose uh, themselves. Also going to be talking about erectile dysfunction and the best vacuum pumps to treat erectile dysfunction. Uh, And also your emails. And I also have a story I want to share with you about um, a very devastating situation that occurred to a man who met somebody on Tinder. Uh, And this particular man had an intuition about this woman. And but never, ever did he think that what happened would happen. (laughs) Um, but first and foremost, because of this online dating that we're talking about, and online dating is a scary proposition for a lot of people. And people are they're not sure what they they should write about themselves and I'm gonna get to that a little bit later on in the program, after the sex robots in Barcelona. Um, they shouldn't they, they need help with their profile, what to say. Um and uh, how they should say it, and the pictures that they put on, and and um, so there's lots of issues around online dating. People are afraid. They are um, nervous that who's on the other end. Uh, they they might actually not take certain precautions and meet in a public place. They may actually give their address out, and they may give a common. Um, they may actually give a you know an email that they've used before. Uh, so that somebody is able to actually track who they are. So there are lots of things that you need to do to safeguard yourself. But but I think your intuition is probably one of the biggest things. Although that didn't really seem to help. One of our um, well, my next guest who not only uh, well not only found herself on the other side of the couch because she's typically on. My side of the couch. She's a counselor and psychotherapist at The Secret Keeper. Her name is Frances Carlton and she joins me from Australia on the line. Hello, Frances.
1: Good day, Maureen. How are you today?
0: I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. Oh, good. So thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, I saw your story on Facebook, and I just happened to be talking about online dating, the perils of online dating tonight, and what can happen. And, uh, and I saw your story, and I often tell people, you know, stick with your gut, go with your intuition. There's actually some evidence, some science to support that that's effective. And uh, so you recently had a, um, a, a date that you met online, and uh, can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: I did. I did. I I uh, I, I met this. I met a, I met a guy online, as you do, and I agreed to have lunch with him in a public place. And we sat and we had lunch, and we talked about all sorts of things. And we were on the same page on many many things: politics, you know, ethics, jobs, all sorts of things. And. What I thought was a
0: successful date ended with me giving and, him my phone number. And you had, my phone and how him, long, how long was your lunch?
1: Another date? You,
0: you you? How long was your lunch? Like this wasn't a half an hour meeting. This was a protracted period of time as I understood what?
1: it. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. This was a, this was a, you know, we were, we were together for two hours. It was supposed to be a quick coffee, but we ended up having lunch. Right. So it went really well. And my intuition was saying, oh, I, he might be a keeper. This is actually
0: good, <laughs> right? Yeah, you you good. thought. I mean, you, you were attracted yeah. to him.
1: Yes, I was. I was attracted to him on on physical and mental level, which doesn't normally happen. It's normally one or the other. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, as I said, we 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 arranged to have dinner the following night.
0: Excellent. And uh, so you're all yeah. excited, and the 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 chemicals are scourging through your blood vessels and you're all excited thinking about him. (laughs) My
1: limerence kicked in big time. (laughs) Your libido is up. Yeah, absolutely. And I I was, so this is sad. So I had the lunch on Saturday. On Sunday, I had to go to a professional ongoing development um, event. And it had been booked for months. And I'm sat there at about 10.30 in the morning. My phone is on the desk. And,
0: and what does he do?
1: It pops. <laughs> he sent me an unsolicited picture of his...
0: I call them D-pics. <laughs> D-pics?
1: Yeah, D-pics. Well, I call them other things, but you already told me I'm not allowed to say that online. That's <laughs> on right. On the radio. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, he sent me, sent me a picture of his penis. Yeah. Just completely out of the blue. No good morning. How's your day going? Just... And, Here's something for you to focus on
0: today. And there you go. How to sabotage a great thing? What what was seemingly yeah, a great I'm thing? So you were so, <laughs> so disappointed, <laughs> right? And so and and, and well, the, as I understand it, the penis wasn't even that attractive. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> a major disappointment. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> they come in all sa- shapes and sizes, and some are better looking than others, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I basically texted him straight away saying, I'm sorry, that, that it's a hard limit. Don't do it. Would you flash somebody in the street? Yeah. And he came back with, don't be such a prude. And he instantly dismissed me as being a prude because I
0: didn't accept what he'd sent me. Wow! And yet, the night before, you, and, or the day before, you probably would have pounced his bones. Uh, yeah. Well, he. Well, we actually
1: spoke about ethics because he, he's he's in a he's in a role similar to mine where he has to be really careful about clients, about being attracted to clients and being appropriate with clients and all that stuff. So we actually talked about ethics, and I actually said to him, or well, over dinner, you know, I said I don't understand why men feel the need to send those pictures. Right, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he said, I don't know, I don't understand it either." So when I got one the next day, I wow. was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, is this the same person? <laughs> yeah, so I actually I, I scrolled up to make sure that it was the, the the conversation that we'd had the night before, and all that, and it was, and it was the same person, and I was I was I was disgusted. And when you know he you know he came back, he 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 called me. He you know he just sort of said, "You know, you're a prude." He didn't call me other names, which I've been called in the past. Um, I've been single for over ten years. I've been dating for over ten years. I've been I've used all sorts of different um, websites, programs, mm-hmm. and there isn't any one that's worse than the other. They're all as bad as each other. Right? You, you know, you always there's, and it's it it's really hard. And like the, like your lady, you were talking about before the news. Um, I've got a feeling that. I'm gonna be getting my sexual awakening
0: when I'm 60, because I'm 16. <laughs> it's a very different lens yeah, through which happening. she through which she controlled it it's a power thing I think for men I mean as we yeah. all know I'm, I'm sure you know down under that Louis CK is uh, has admitted yeah. to yeah. masturbating in front of women and then he That's claims it's a you know it's a power that he had over women and and just felt that um yeah. you know that he had the right to do that and and you know you've got to ask yourself the question what could be going on inside the minds of these Seemingly powerful. Like, I I really think that this whole power thing is, you know, it's defined by money in our society, and I really don't think that's the true definition. Just because somebody has more money than you doesn't necessarily mean that they're more powerful than you, but we somehow um, make false gods out of money in this society. So, why is it that these men who have money or fame or power or whatever feel the need or the urge to masturbate? in front of women uh, in a professional or, you know, professionally connected setting. I mean, yours wasn't a professional setting, but you are, in, you are a professional. You're in the sexual health field. You counsel mm. people on this. Mm. And, um, you know, there's very mm. little scientific literature on this particular type of behavior. The only thing I can think of is exhi- exhibitionist disorder. And some, so somebody acts on an urge well, well, to display or fondle or stimulate themselves in front of a stranger.
1: I, I, I honestly don't think it even I don't even think it goes that I don't even think it goes that deep. I think if you were to ask people who did it, they would tell you I felt like doing it. I thought you'd like it. I think
0: that's it. Don't I honestly you think don't
1: think it goes even no.
0: You don't think they've had this fantasy, uh, but, this sexually arousing fantasy. No, this is like, as one of the paraphilias.
1: No. Well, it is a paraphilia, but I would I, I I would go so far as to say the majority of the the, the guys that I've actually called on this behaviour and got a response, it has been, I thought you'd like it, and invariably it's come out of the blue. Well, of like, course, I had one they... guy me well, pictures of it. Yeah, but but I, I mean, I was talk I was talking to one guy about the weather, and he sent me a photograph of it. I'm like, dude, where did that come from? Like,
0: well do do you not think that they get they get so excited that they've had this fantasy for a uh significant period of time and this urge or this uh you know this is distressing for them to have that and as soon as they think they can disable this <laughs> that uh that that boom they're they're not they're thinking with their lower brain and um you know it's uh i i think they i, I don't know i just think that it's I, I think if you can't fine,
1: control because it I, because I reckon they I reckon they do it to everybody and I don't think it's just men. I, in fact, I know it's not just men. I have a um, I have a very good friend who is he, he's he, he's 20 years of age, he's a comedian, he's got a very successful YouTube channel over here. He gets these kind of pictures from men and women. Oh, of course.
0: Women send so them as yeah. well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's and I don't and I don't think it, it I mean obviously men do it a lot more than women do. But it's, I don't think it's, I I don't think it's got anything to do with them having it a long period of time. I think it's just an urge and they just don't censor it. They just, they just
0: think, yep, But it's, why is it that some men can uh, control it and some, and others can't? I think that's about
1: desire, whether they desire to control it or not, and whether they care enough to control it. I've, I've caught and like I've spoken to lots of I've spoken to lots of men about this um, men in my close circle of friends who wouldn't dream of doing it um, and they even though they say I don't understand it's just it's just that, that they don't they don't know and I think it's a bit like Louis he he knew what he was doing he knew it was wrong but he did it anyway.
0: Well, that's what he says now, or that's what that's what he says now, or that's what a PR person has said he's supposed to say now, because he's got to come up with a different response than everybody yeah. else. And so I'm not so sure he actually cared if it was wrong or not. And I think he's going to come back and he's going to incorporate it into his comedy show. And I think life imitates art, and that was the case with Louis C k. And I think that he had yeah. problems. I think this is I think this is demonstrative of mental illness psychiatric problems in these people, in these men. I really do. I think there's underlying medical, mental illness issues for them. There has to be. Then that's at
1: least, then, then that would be two-thirds of every single man, men I've ever spoken to on a
0: dating site. Well, wh- that might I be... Would,
1: I, 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 I could have compiled a database on what penises look like across oh. the world. <laughs>
0: listen sister I get it <laughs> I get them I know <laughs> I've seen and, them and um, I typically
1: anyone, I would have done
0: <laughs> well I'm sorry that this happened to you of all people one would think that it wouldn't happen to you <laughs> but it did and I appreciate no, I,
1: I must admit yeah I've got to the point now where it's kind of like how long is it
0: going to be? I could run a book. I know. I know, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, yeah. it's going to probably be short. Anyway, Francis Carlton, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll have yeah. to have you back to talk about your most recent uh, research. So. We'll get you back in the next few weeks to talk yeah. more professionally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Maureen. All right. Have you had any uh, DPs sent to you, uh, unsolicited, of course? Give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. On your cell, I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 Maureen McGrath, hosting this program for you. We were talking about uh, receiving D-PICs in relationships. I've got a couple of callers on the line. Hello, Mike. Maureen. How are you?
2: Oh, good. Wonderful. Um, very interesting um, how you responded and retorted to uh, the last lady on the phone. Um, <laughs> I find it quite uh, disturbing that you would equate what, through the 60s and 70s, was a liberation of the male then being able to masturbate, as opposed to Roman Catholic dogma that it's sinful and this and that, in that it's liberating and to take away uh, the judgment on it and release the male so the male can be sexually expressive. And also, uh, females I've been with have actually wanted me to participate that way. And I thought it was a little strange, but then she said she
0: enjoyed that. She wanted you to masturbate in front of her. And her to me. And um, and you know what? That's mutual. That's consenting. And there's no problem. What the problem is, is Mm -hmm. somebody saying... Uh, You know, and and, and honestly, if you're in a hotel room with Louis C.K. and he says to you, first off, you know, can I masturbate in front of you? Of course, you would burst out laughing because of his humor and think he was kidding.
2: Yeah, but what would you say if he was going to bed and he says, I can't get to sleep? That's a
0: completely different story. I'm talking about vulnerable women. I'm talking about an unhealthy power over somebody else. I'm talking about taking advantage of somebody. I'm talking about a crime. That's
2: an issue of authority, so and that's an issue of your boss to your employee. Well, he Uh, is uh, the comedian to the issue of masturbation. It also goes with anger. Bosses express anger in very inappropriate areas.
0: And so what are they going to say? Can I masturbate in front of you and that's okay? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, they don't do it. He was wrong in doing it, of course. Thank you. The problem is the expression itself is fine. His intention was selfish and narcissistic. Of course. I think we agree. It's attributed to males. It's attributed to narcissistic individuals including females and males
0: how many Certainly women how many men have come out
2: being mentally ill or
0: how many how many women have how many i'm sorry there's something wrong with you if you say can party? i masturbate in front of you yes there's something wrong with a person okay I sorry
2: told the, i told the woman i told her that no i wouldn't do it initially because i just felt uncomfortable Fine. And then, you know, I talked to some friends, and a couple months later, I said, well, you know, if you're still interested, we could do something. And then she kind of role-played. Mike, I, you're talking
0: about was... a mutually consenting relationship. Thanks for yeah. the call, Mike. Okay, okay I got you. Rick on the line. Hello, Rick. Hi, Maureen. How, how are you? You know what, Rick? We've got, we've got like 30 seconds to break. Can you hang on for, uh, through the news? Oh, sure. Because I'd love to hear what you have to say. I think you will. All right. Thank you so much. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We're having a bit of a heated discussion about all of the activity that's going on down there in Hollywood and beyond uh, throughout the States. uh, There's a a growing list of men who have uh, been... Uh, they have had allegations leveled against them with regard to inappropriate sexual behavior, such as masturbating in front of women or sexually assaulting women. And um, so I would like to hear from Rick, who's on the line. Uh, we're also talking about online dating and receiving unsolicited pictures. So Rick has a little story to tell us, I'm sure. Hello, Rick.
3: Hi, Maureen. How
0: are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for waiting. Appreciate it. No
3: worries. No worries. So I just wanted to first say that previous caller, there was something
0: wrong with that guy. Oh, let's not say that. No. <laughs> we can't <laughs> diagnose her over, the, over the phone. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And, and also, sometimes a lot gets lost in translation, right? So I understand. Like, I I, I realized the words that I used with him, and, I, I, and I, I meant to say it can happen to anyone. You know, and, and I said you, and he thought, and he took offense to that. So, you know, it's tough on the radio. But anyway, but... Thank you, though, for sticking up let's for me. Move <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's move on. That was so yesterday.
3: Yes, yes, it was. So uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I've been uh, using online dating for the last year, and uh, I found that uh, I, I'm 47, and most of the women that I talk to are in the late 30s, early are, 40s. Is
0: your radio on, Rick, by any chance? Oh, uh, no. Okay, all right. Just having a little trouble hearing you.
3: Oh, oh, I know why.
0: Okay. Is that better? That's good. Perfect. Thanks. Okay. It's because the window's down. Anyway, uh, so, uh,
3: yeah, and I've had, uh, uh, more than a handful of women that have sent unsolicited, uh, pictures of themselves in various degrees of undress. And, uh, you know what? Um, good for them. Um, well, I wasn't offended at all. And what most of them told me is, you know what? Um, I don't put my face in any of the pictures, and, uh, you know, if uh, if the guy is offended, well, then, too bad. You know, it's the 21st century. Yeah, and, I I uh,
0: think typically guys don't get as offended about those types of things as, as women do. It's just, um, and I think it has something to do with the... Um, the fact that women are a bit of second-class citizens in the world. It's a man's world. It, it, has, it has an affiliation when a D-pick is sent. Uh, the oh, aff- I, it can I, be, I agree. Yeah. I agree.
3: When guys sending D-picks, it's, it's almost uh, a predatory behavior uh, just simply because of uh, what you just said, that uh, the double standard that women have uh, had to face over the last hundred years.
0: That's right. And we're supposed to remain quiet about that predation. You know, we're not meant to say anything or, you know, and it does. And it is shocking. It can be very shocking.
3: You know what? And here, here, I'll tell you something from a guy's point of view that, uh, you know, guys don't talk about doing that to their guy buddies. Like if any of my guy friends ever told me they sent an unsolicited dick pic to a girl, I'd call them a goof and say, you're not my friend. Like, uh, that's, you know, creepy behavior.
0: And I actually uh, think it might be better to suggest they get some help, right? You know, because
3: or lose my number,
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) right? With a guy like that, exactly. But um, but there is, you know, it it doesn't. There's no shame in getting help, and that's that's my thing. Is that with all these men in in this in the states, and you know, there's some clinical research that. uh, you know, is relates the powerful men to left handedness and and uh, a particular neuro psychiatric development in utero and uh, having older brothers and having a an high IQ and so some of these paraphilias are related to that. So that's what I meant is that you know there there may be an issue there and it may be around uh, this uh, sexual urge these you know dare I say abnormal or high highly intensive sexual urges. Um, and,
3: and, and don't forget like I'm in the movie business and uh, trust me when I tell you this these uh, these high level uh, of, uh, positions that these guys are drunk with power and yeah. they're just like kids in the sandbox they just have no filter and they know it they know they can get away with it
0: they do everybody's
3: scared to death of losing their job that's right so they just everybody just goes wrong with it but you know it is I am just sitting here rolling back, last
0: And I think we lost you there, Rick. Must have gone under a, a tunnel. <laughs> but thanks so much for the great call and the great contribution to the program tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, and I and you know people are put in in compromising positions. And of course, people don't want to lose their job, especially if they don't have another one to go to and and they have bills to pay, and they may have just got purchased a new home here in Vancouver and have a, a massive mortgage. And uh, you know, and so it's it's unnerving. and, you know, it's frightening and people don't know what to do. They feel that they won't be believed. With the Kevin Spacey issue, there was a something going around on Facebook. And to be honest with you, I actually didn't have time to read it, but it was a thought that I had had. And, of course, Facebook copied me again. Um, but I wondered now. if um, this happens all the time, my idea, and then all of a sudden Google gets it. But... Um, I I thought what if that had been a woman the the allegations leveled against Kevin Spacey uh, were a, a young man and then other men and you know he was believed nobody asked him what he wore nobody asked them what they were drinking nobody asked them if they asked for it and so men are there is such a double standard even around this and I feel that that garnered a whole lot more empathy or compassion than all of the women who have come out put together. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and uh, I'm sure that's what that article said, although I actually didn't read it, but um, but I I have thought that. Um, I, this is a good time to talk about sexual addiction versus sexual offending. And sexual addiction is a preoccupation to the point of obsession with sexual fantasy and or activity. The obsession persists for six months or more despite attempts to quit or curtail the sexual fantasies and behaviors, and despite directly related negative life consequences, which results in disintegrating your relationships, having trouble at work or in school, or having declining physical or emotional health, financial issues, loss of interest in previously enjoyable activities, loss of weight, legal problems. We see this when uh, oftentimes when somebody is caught cheating. They say, I have a I have a sex addiction. Who can fault somebody for having something wrong with them? And we've we've made we've done such a great job uh, creating, um, letting you know raising awareness about alcoholism and other addictions, drug addictions, so that that we can't. How can you say that sex addiction isn't true? Well, the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and it's the Bible for psychotherapists around the world who diagnose these things, do, does not have sex addiction in their uh, fifth edition, um, but but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. There are some common sex addict behaviors and certain patterns of behavior that are, that involve uh, compulsive porn use, for example, masturbation, casual sex, anonymous sex, webcam sex, sexting, affairs, prostitution. So, but one affair doesn't necessarily constitute that you have definitely uh, that you have a, a sex addiction. So. You know, if you're going to get away with that, then with your wife, then if that's the case or your husband. Um, But anyway, it's important to understand that sex addiction is not about the pleasure of sex or the pleasure of orgasm. Sex addicts use the neurochemistry intensity wrought by their addictive fantasies and behaviors as a means of escaping and dissociating from life's stressors and other emotional discomfort. So they may have pain or Psychological conditions like depression or anxiety or unresolved conflict uh, from childhood trauma within them. So this is a similar reason as to why alcoholics drink and drug addicts use. But sexual offending crosses over into the criminal behavior. It's unrelated to sexual addiction. And from a clinical perspective, sex offending occurs when a person engages in non-consensual Sexual activity. And that includes pulling out your D and Ming in front of somebody. Okay? That's how I look at it. So, in other words, if the person doesn't consent or can't consent to a particular sexual act, too young, they're drunk, they are uh, handicapped or have other challenges, then a sexual offense has taken place. And there's typically something wrong when you want to go around sexually offending people. That's just my feeling on this entire. Thing and it I could, seems
1: like common sense It doesn't does it? seem
0: like common sense but not really and you know I, I have even I've had over my uh, clinical practice years women who have found their husbands and on you know viewing childhood porn at, online It's like that's a criminal offense yeah. and yet these women stand by their man they're scared they're afraid somebody's gonna find out about them. These are issues in life. People need help when they have these issues. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath hosting this program tonight. We're getting a little heated here on the program. Uh, <laughs> need to settle things down. Um, I do want to mention just one little thing because I I really don't like to overpromise and underdeliver. But sometimes you know. Things go longer, or we get calls, or whatever, and so I don't get to certain subjects. But just quickly, I want to mention the robot sex dolls. Uh, They're, you know, getting more and more sophisticated. And uh, one thing was um, that I noticed is that in Barcelona, uh, an entire brothel has been uh, has they replaced uh, human beings with these new robotic sex dolls. And another thing is people are using robotic sex dolls to live out another fantasy, which is the number one, or I don't I, actually, is it the number one fantasy for men? It's a darn common fantasy of men. I'm not sure if it's the top one, but anyway, a threesome. And so they're actually using these uh, in um, threesomes. And so it's a, kind of a safe way To, because you really can't get jealous of a a blow-up doll or a robot. (laughs) Well, actually, you could. You could, and that might mean you're like a bunny boiler, (laughs) like. (laughs) So, if you are that type, then that's a problem. Um, Which reminds me of the story that I promised my patient that I would tell. And then I have an email for you to read. My patient this week was distraught, beside himself because he'd actually he was married. Uh, Well, that was the first problem, no. Uh, (laughs) Had he not been married, it wouldn't have been that bad. Went online, of course, and you know, online, there's a lot of, um, which I never really got to, but I do want to say, guys, you know, be honest about online, don't be lying online about your your height, your weight, your um, job, but do tell what you do, how much money you have, you know, so those are the top lies um, online, and women lie, and men lie, and Anyway, but, uh, and so don't say things like, it's just too goofy, you know, what do you like to do? You know, I like to walk on a deserted (laughs) beach with you, carrying, you know... (laughs) A magnum of champagne, oh, whatever. Or, you know, don't be like, I love to, you know, pick flowers in a meadow um, with the love of my life. You what know, guy n- doesn't? None then. of, exactly. None of that goofy stuff. Forget it. Just, you know, straight up. And, you know, the height thing is big. I, I had one uh, woman that was in this particular forum, and she was saying every man that she has met is really short. And so they were like, you know, th- but they said they were like six feet tall, and they were five one. Ah. Oh, uh, so anyway, um, just be true. Be, you know, everybody's beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) In their own way. Okay. Um, so everybody has something that's wonderful about them and you're going to be attracted to people because of their spirit, their, their personality. And that's the thing. So here's my patient. He comes in, he's, he's a wreck. He went online and, um, he's married and went online because he was in a sexless marriage and that's a problem for a lot of people. And, uh, um so he meets a woman and they get together and the chemistry is going and you know they meet for the first time and they actually have sex ver- on their first date wow. And he's really attracted to her he really likes her he's he um they had been communicating a little bit online and, and sort of had gotten to know each other. There was no, there were no uh, cross picks sent or mm. anything. And and uh, so he said he really liked her uh, intellectual capacity, and of course, <laughs> that was it. And uh, and so they did. And then the very next day, she has started to threaten to tell his wife. Oh my god! Okay, so believe me. They're a boiler, bunny boilers, as I call them, from the movie Fatal Attraction. And you can meet a Fatal Attraction person out there. And if you have... And he said... There was just a little teeny bit of an intuition mm-hmm. that uh, that that was the case. So then, what else did I promise you tonight? I did promise. The the world is tough for women. Okay, you know we've got the glass ceiling, we've got the sexism, we've got the double standards. I was going to review all that, but I, I'm not going to have time to do that. I want to tell you about a book called Round Heeled Woman, and it is a book by Janet Juska, who at about the age of sixty five, she had been plagued by. Um, uh, you know having a pa- uh, parochial upbringing and uh, you know was educated that sex was dirty and that she was never good enough and that she wasn't attractive and and she had a, a loveless unhappy marriage and then in the, in her 60s she set out to have um, a great sex life for the last twenty years of her life, and and she did just that, and and it's a beautiful book, and I I would recommend that you read it. It's erudite, it's uh, it's heartbreaking, it's um, it's interesting, it's a, just a totally different perspective, and I and I quite like that um, book. So may I suggest that you read it too, if you want to find out just a little bit different. And you know, so many people will say, "When does sex end, Maureen?" You know, are those people having sex? You know, people over the age of forty are they having sex? Well, if they're married, they're not, but otherwise, they are no I mean people can have sex at any age in life at any age at any stage you're, you're never too old and I do want to mention that the womanizer is great if you don't have a partner in your life the did I mention the show is brought to you by the womanizer <laughs> <laughs> anyway no I didn't but no. it's not but anyway <laughs> because it's not um, but it's a great uh, sex toy it's a it, and it's the only one I actually offer to my patients in my clinical practice because it's the only one that really works 100% for everybody it's a clitoral suckling device and um, Worth every penny. You can get it on my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Uh, I also wanted to read this email that I got. Very interesting. And thanks for all your emails. Email me anytime, sextalk at cknw.com. Uh I have uh, this one. Dear Maureen, I've been married to my wife for over 20 years and love her very much. I am committed to our marriage. We experience what you call, however, desire discrepancy and a sexless marriage. I am more sexed of the two of us what a shocker. Um, the discrepancy in our relationship and the lack of an intimate physical relationship is killing me. We've had a number of talks about this, but nothing ever changes. And in fact, our activity has only gotten worse. My question for you is I am exploring the possibility of sexual health, marital counseling therapy. And I was wondering, are you the type of therapist committed to maintaining marriages? <laughs> Love that question. No, I'm the type of therapist who's like, ah, maybe we'll split this couple up. Um, of course, you want to give advice and actually find out what the problem is. Of course, that is the goal. Some couples don't always last, to be honest. That's not my fault. Um, and so um, there, there's always an issue. There's always at least one issue. There's a number of issues. I had a patient in my clinical practice this week. Uh, she had actually gotten. They they were the result of a, of an affair an extramarital affair in their first marriages and and they got together and they're wildly attractive and uh, attracted to one another and and then she got freaked out because after she was with him she actually got herpes and and so it was him that that he, but he didn't have herpes but he did get cold sores and so that's a good little lesson you can actually have HSV one which is the cold sore type of herpes um, that can be found in the genitalia so. Um, my answer to this fellow is yes, of course, um, there are. And so I make suggestions. And so I wanted to give you one of my suggestions tonight. I promised it on Instagram, my little trench coat tip for you ladies. You know what, ladies, a lot of women have low sexual desire. They don't feel great about themselves. You've got to deal with your body image issues. You have to, you know, pay attention to yourself, take care of yourself dress well, eat well, eat properly, exercise, make sure you're getting enough sleep. And you actually have to work at sex, work at that sexual desire. You have to make yourself feel sexy. What was it that made you feel sexy five years ago or 10 years ago? What This is what I hear from women that five years ago or 10, they felt good because they felt athletic. They felt like they were in great shape. They were eating well, they were healthy, whatever it is, they were dying their hair. Now they don't have time to dye their hair. So here's my tip for you, because you have to actually Actually, make, make sex an, an important part of your life. So with, with your husband or your partner in, in life, whatever, uh, what I want you to do, all this rain is reminding me of this. Just don a trench coat. That's it. Make a lunch date with your partner. Head on down to their office and uh, make sure that lunch is on you. You tell them. Anyway, uh, thanks, Amir, for a great show tonight for helping me out oh, no uh, problem. yeah really enjoying having you yeah it is kind of fun except when they get <laughs> mad at you of, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call it and get angry anyway you can go to my website backtothebedroom.ca especially if you want to pick up a womanizer it is the best christmas present i'm telling you you will be prepared <laughs> and uh, follow me on twitter at back the number two the bedroom until next week remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life make it part of your dance i am maureen mcgrath And you have been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980, CKNW. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.